Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Today is actually a very exciting day to do a podcast recording because here's a fun fact I actually have a necklace with the 3rd of January on it probably the most pointless purchase I've ever made I decided in my pregnancy that I would get my due date on a necklace so I could wear it with pride didn't actually think about the fact that the baby rarely comes on the due date so now I have a necklace with the 3rd of January 2021 no 2020 wait we are in 2022 there, there we go mum brain happy new year happy new year God, by the way hope you all had an amazing new year as you can see my brain works no better this year <laughs> than it did last year I'm still surviving I still feel like a new mum but would not recommend to anyone listening who is pregnant getting um, the due date as something to put on a necklace. But because it's almost a year to the day since Alf's first birthday, actually next week will be his first birthday. So what I was thinking was maybe this week I could do a very special podcast recording with the elusive Tommy. I thought that could be quite interesting, obviously that you would get to hear his side as opposed to just listening to me complain about him no he's great but I can't believe it it's been a year definitely definitely as cliche as it is they do say it goes fast but what a journey and I thought the perfect podcast guest for this week would be a really funny funny good friend of mine who has a three and a half month old son Ruben and obviously because she's still in the kind of earliest stages of it I just thought it'd be nice to like reminisce about pregnancy stage and the newborn stage and catch up with her so that is what I'm going to do today. I'm very excited about today's guest I know Tom will be very excited about today's guest because (laughs) even though she's my friend he talks about her more than me. (laughs) It is Kat Shoup she is a DJ a TV and radio presenter she's on Tommy's favorite radio station Magic and what I love is this quote which I don't know if it's one of your agents or old agents, but it says Kat has grown in repute to become one of the most entertaining and genuine celebrity DJs on the circuit. That's oh, quite high I've praise. Even, well, I didn't come up with that. That's hilarious. <laughs> I'd love it if you did. Well, yeah, can you yeah. imagine? Put that noted. <laughs> I don't even know what that word means. <laughs> what gen, genuine? The word genuine or the word yeah, entertaining? 
either. I think that's because you are also a mum to baby Rube. Do you call him Ruben or Ruben Franklin? Oh, I wish I, I don't know. Do you know what we call him? Rubes, actually. Just Rubes. We've shortened it, shortened it to Rubes, already shortened. And he sort of is starting to respond to Rubes as well when you shout it. I mean, Aww. it's just a sound, isn't it? But yeah. That, that's quite clever for three and a half months old. Well, I mean, this is the thing, isn't it? Everyone Alf's only it. just started to respond to his name and he's 11 months, so he must be thick as a plank. No, it might be because <laughs> I'm clapping in his face and shouting it at the same time. But yeah. Do you know what as well? When we, we named him, so he's got two middle names because my boyfriend's got two middle names and he just, it was something he wanted to do. And one of his middle names is Innes. And everyone asked me after it, they were, why have you called him after the biggest TV villain on Married at First Sight. Do you remember in the last? Oh my goodness, yes. What a character she is. (laughs) I just wanted to keep her dream alive. No, it's his dad's middle name. It's Scottish, but everyone was like, why have you called it after that girl on Married at First Sight? I love as well that it's called a middle name, but you just went for both, which to be fair, are both still in the middle. Yeah, so it exactly. works. Exactly. <laughs> just keep adding them. So Reuben Franklin in his sutar. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Took my boyfriend's surname. Yeah, so did Alf. So did Alf. Weird, isn't it? I just, I'm, 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 I'm sort of fine with it. And then when I say it, when I hear it shouted at the doctors, I'm like, shoob. No, but I don't, do you know what? I don't <laughs> mind at all, really. Because I don't, I mean, you've got like probably one of the coolest surnames ever, whereas James, meh. <laughs> it's a hard like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> if, if he was... If he was like Alfie James, is it any different to Alfie Andrews? Like, do you know what I mean? Whereas if my name, my friend Jazz is called Jasmine Barcelona. Oh, if wow. my surname was Barcelona, he'd be Alfie Barcelona. No yeah. questions asked. Not but changing that. That's amazing. I don't really feel any way in particular about my name or Tommy's name, to be honest. No it's offense just to either families. It's just a name. It's fine. It doesn't really make much difference. I also realized that I clearly have much more affinity to his first and middle name which is Alfie Rivers because when we booked his holiday to Mauritius not only did I put his name on the British Airways travel documents as Alfie Rivers I also did it on his COVID PCR test that we needed to get into Mauritius and it was only the night before Tom was like you've put his name wrong and I was like what he's like yeah you've put Alfie Rivers and I was like yeah he was like he's called Alfie Andrews and I was like oh yeah (laughs) apologies I was like, can I blame it on the lack of sleep? <laughs> Do you know what, though? You going away with the baby at that point is so, I mean, is amazing. It is so amazing. I We thought about, and we're trying to get him a passport at the moment, but even the thought of trying to pack things up, even when we go and visit family, the car is full. I just, the thought of packing for a holiday makes me feel physically sick. Well, we also did pack his grandparents. Ah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, essential items. Do you know what? I feel like it was all right, you know, because they get quite a lot of travel allowance. Like I thought he'd have to like share my luggage and I was like, I am not sacrificing not. my Dyson Air app. <laughs> I'm not sacrificing. I was like, how is he, how are we going to do this? Tom, you're going to have to go, you're going to have to cut everything <laughs> by half. But no, it was all right. He had loads of luggage. You can take a pram, you can take a car seat or a travel cart. Okay, I'm so, still not brave enough for it, but yes. Okay, that does sound easier and better. Rube's still, he's still only three and a half months. I feel like by 
well, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure by one month I was like, I need a holiday, <laughs> but it just wasn't possible. Do you know what, though? That, this is the thing I found in the beginning. If my boyfriend hadn't forced me to go out of the house, I probably would have stayed in for three months. He was really good at like, we're going to the beach today, like when he was about three weeks old. And I was like, what? what you and Ruben are going to the beach or what? And he was like, no, we're all going. I was like, okay, cool. But if I would have stayed, I would have happily stayed in the house for three months. But actually forcing myself to get out early on was like the best thing I could have done for myself as well just like getting up and just getting straight out of the house that's good yeah because I really didn't do that I don't even think I, put, I wore a top for about four months because it's scary the outside world and also you're in the middle of a pandemic I mean so were you we still are mm-hmm. yeah I know right <laughs> it's mad True. isn't it yeah it is it's a really weird world it is it's really strange but how how are you getting on because I feel like so Kat is actually my friend and we've not really spoken I know weirdly I mean we've spoken in bits but we keep meaning to meet up and we just haven't yet it's just I mean COVID everything going on but and the world just being a bit weird but we haven't actually moved closer to each other recently so it doesn't make any sense but yeah do you know what it's good it's it's fine it's uh are they the right words good and fine <laughs> I feel like fine fine is a bit of a word like nice where yes. it, you're yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'm just How do I surviving this? <laughs> yeah it is that and also it's just such a shock to the system everything I thought it was going to be birth everything like I went in thinking I don't know I thought I'd handle stuff a lot differently and I'm quite a strong strong-headed person and I was like I'm definitely going to tackle birth in the way that I'll just get through this like a warrior woman and it just crumbled as soon as I got there. It just was not, it was, it was nothing like I thought it was going to be. Interesting. Because me too, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. So I kept saying, well, I've run marathons and I didn't really train and it's just a mental battle. If I can run a marathon, I can, I can give birth to a child. You know, it's so natural. People have been doing it for years. It kind of broke me. I think after 12 hours when the midwives were like, we're just going to go home and nap and we'll be back before <laughs> the birth. And I was like, what? Please tell me you live next door to the hospital. You've got beds here, right? Yeah. Do you mean uh, a quick five minutes and then we're back to it, yeah? <laughs> that was the thing. Even on the lead up, people were saying how bad it was. And I was thinking, yeah, but not for me. Like, I'll definitely be all right. And then the contraction started. And I just, I was like, this is much worse than I thought. It was. I was like, oh God, this is terrible. This is really awful. By the <laughs> really way, bad. trigger warning for anyone who is listening pregnant. I, I actually do have friends that had really good births. Yes. And this is the thing. This is the thing. I've got, I've got quite a few friends who had really lovely births and I was like, okay, this is going to be all right. But you know what? I got there and it was sort of like 24 hours. I'd, I'd gone into labor on the Monday night and then 24 hours later, they gave me gas and air and I was like, this is absolutely fine. Gas and air is fun. This is really, really good. And then they induced me. And I think that's where, well, it was, it was the beginning of like all the madness, to be honest. It, my body wasn't ready for it. I was like half a centimeter dilated. They induced me and my body just went into just contraction after contraction after contraction. It felt like someone had poured cement into my tummy is how it felt because it just went so hard like with the contractions and then every time I had a contraction his heart rate dropped and yeah it was scary like I I wasn't really aware of what was going on but I remember looking at my boyfriend and he was just like his face had just gone a shade of green and white I've never seen before and he just ran out of the room went and got the midwives and then it it just was a bit of a blur and he, you know, eventually it was emergency C-section. It was the best thing that could have happened in that situation. And you just want them out at that point. Uh, you know, you, everything's like going through your head and you're like, I just want them here safe. And yeah. they do, you know, they do the best that they can to get them here safe. And I wasn't, you know, great hands all the way. But 
it was definitely more like I was like okay no not what I thought that was going to be I definitely thought I definitely thought I'd handle it better to be honest how did you find from the moment they said emergency c-section what went through your head like were you just like whatever whatever gets him out safe or yeah it was it was exactly that and actually it was a relief because then it was no longer in my hands because I was it was it was struggling and his heart was dropping and so I was just like well he needs to come out he needs to get out (laughs) but there was someone having a c-section at the time and do you know what the midwives were so overrun a lot of them had been there 24 hours everyone was they were in a handover meeting at the time when his heart rate started dropping so it was all quite a scary do you know what? It was probably five minutes, to be honest, but it yeah. felt like a lot longer. And I just went into this state of, they kept saying, right, well, we're coming back to check on you. And I was like, how long? <laughs> like, in a bit. And I was like, I need exact minutes. And they were like, 20 minutes. And then like, apparently I looked at my boyfriend, like, honestly, 30 seconds later, I went, how long has it been? And he's like, <laughs> 19 and a half minutes. And I was like, oh God, oh God. <laughs> It's so weird. I had absolutely no concept of time when I was in that no. situation. Like I didn't I didn't even know how many days I'd been in there. It turns out it was like less than one. <laughs> I think it was 18 hours, but I was like, what year is it? Are we still in lockdown? <laughs> Who's the prime minister? I don't know anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's really weird. It's a really weird. It's because of the pain as well, you know? And actually after 24 hours, 24 hours are gone. And although my initial thought was the contractions are awful and so painful, by 24 hours later, I was sort of coping with them and your body does just naturally cope with it. But it was the induction that that screwed me, I think, in in that sense. Because I don't know, as soon as I had the epidural, I was like, oh, okay, things are good. We can do this now. And then they were like, no, we've got to get them out. And I was like, okay, (laughs) that's what's happening. How was the recovery from C-section? I mean, are you still recovering three and a half months later? No. And this is the thing. I was up and walking about two days later. Wow. It was weird. It was very strange. There was a lot of pain. But I was on I was on meds and, you know, I was really strict on making sure every four hours they were in my gob. I was like, I had a little bag, like this little pink bag that I was carrying around the house with me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where's the pink bag? Where's the pink bag? And the recovery was actually fine. It was it was all right. It was it wasn't I mean, you know, it's major surgery, but I actually found OK, I was really I struggled to take him out in the carrier or anything like that or have any pressure on my tummy. But actually, I've found it. I found it all right. I found it okay. That's really interesting because I was desperate to get Alf into a baby carrier because I had one of those like really overpriced but look amazing artifacts, <laughs> the leopard print one, and I bought it in my pregnancy. And I was like, I cannot wait to get my child in this. I think I have my I dog know, in the it. One. Yeah, yeah. Um, like in the build Isn't up, yin and yang one as well. There's, yeah, there's got that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah I and I was it, like, I, I cannot wait. And my pelvic health physio Marta was like please stop carrying your child around like you do know that you're recovering from childbirth like you're basically loading up your pelvic floor in the same way that you wouldn't carry weights around and I was like oh yeah and I feel like we're not really told about that like you just kind of presume that's what you do when you're a mum well fling them on let me get the sling out and they say all this stuff about bonding and then I was like oh so that's why I'm weighing myself like I'm (laughs) loading up my very weak pelvic floor no he was in the pram I, I didn't take him for a walk in the carrier for about eight weeks maybe more maybe a little bit longer I just wasn't I was too scared to do it and actually I'm glad that I gave myself that time but it wasn't a con I mean it must have been conscious decision in there somewhere but I just didn't feel ready for that weight to be on my tummy it was still quite tender I mean great and great that the recovery was good and yeah the scars all right you know the scars 
it's there and I, it's very strange. But, you know, I was never going to be like Miss Hawaiian Tropic 2022. So, you know, it's fine, isn't it, to be honest? I, I didn't even fun. know there was a Miss Hawaiian Tropic <laughs> 2022. I wonder who she is. I don't know, but I'm going to look fair, out you for could her. Because I feel like you deserve it more than whoever... True. Miss Wine Tropic true. is. And exactly. do you know what? I have to say, I'm quite fascinated by, I mean, childbirth in general fascinates me. Like how on earth we do this. And then people are just do these announcements like mother and baby doing fine. And I was like, how are they fine? <laughs> like, <laughs> what, what are they doing? What are their secrets? Yeah. And, but I'll tell you who I loved, um, well, who I love following is Chessie King. I don't know if you follow her on social media. And yes, I do. I, what I loved about her is that she was showing off her C-section scar and you could see pubic hair because obviously you can't shave or anything. And I was like, I love that because, oh I mean, God, we yes. all have pubes. We absolutely all have pubes unless you've had them lasered off. And it was just so refreshing to see it as it is. I know. I remember showing the doctor and then after going, oh my God, my pubes. <laughs> like, oh my God. And I wanted to go back in and go, sorry about that. But <laughs> it's so funny because even like <laughs> my friend Jazz hasn't had kids. And when I was going, when I was like starting contractions, Jazz was like, silly question, but have you shaved? <laughs> I was like, that is the last thing no. on my mind right now. I don't care. Like it's just, and the dignity of it all is so funny. Like you go in and you're sort of like, "Oh, could you keep the curtain closed, please?" Every time someone goes in and out, and then 24 hours later, they were like, they were trying to wheel me down to <laughs> have the surgery, and I, d- I didn't even have the gown on, and I was like, "Let's go, let's go, let's go." And they were like, "Catherine," because obviously they call me Catherine, like you know my Christian name. They were like, "Catherine, you have to, you have to put the gown on before you go." And I'm like, "Everyone's seen it before. Let's just go. Let's just go." <laughs> just in my white socks trying to wheel myself backwards in this oh it's just just wild it's wild it's actually sort of kind of funny when you look back on it there's some real like comedy moments that, that were involved but at the time it just felt so surreal I I still think it took me like a few days to kind of like find my dignity again because <laughs> my boobs were so sore when my milk came in and Tommy's mum used to be a nurse and anyway I was like my boobs are so far- sore and she was like would you like me to massage them for you I was like yes please <laughs> Yes, and Tom still talks about just walking into the bedroom and seeing his mum like massaging my boobs as I'm just like lying oh there naked, and he was like, "This is weird." <laughs> you imagine Freud, well, what that what that would do to him? I mean, it's seriously after the things that he's seen, like it is incredible. Like the, the, there was a point where, like after the induction, there was stuff coming out at the top end of me, the bottom end, and my boyfriend was just stood there, like didn't know which end to catch. <laughs> Like it was just dignity was completely gone. Completely I mean, to, gone. to be fair to Tommy, I do keep saying, "Did I poo? Did I poo in childbirth?" And he was like, <laughs> I, "I don't know." And in my head, I'm like, "He knows. That's a yes. That's a strong yes." <laughs> that was the biggest worry. And like, actually, I look back on it now. I'm like, "Oh, a little poo would have been fine." Like, out of all of it, I don't <laughs> yeah. think that's the biggest worry. <laughs> Oh, it's mad because yeah, I had well similar to you that they were worried about Alf's heart rate. So I just remember getting on all fours and pushing, like even between contractions, which I think is why my recovery was so hard with like prolapse and fecal incontinence and all of it. But part of me was like, I shouldn't be embarrassed about any, or none of us should be embarrassed about any of that part of the recovery of childbirth because to push out a baby when like I mean that's all I cared about, whether or not I pooed or 
had stitches or any of the things I worried about in the build up to it when you hear that your baby's heart rate's dropping like all you really care at that point is like I need to get this thing out safely you do yeah it doesn't matter what they say like it was even epidural they're like you know we're gonna put this in your back and you know there's all you have to sign things don't you to say you know if I don't walk again and all the rest of it and at that point you just say I don't care just get him out like you just you, you you don't think past that moment and just I remember the anaesthetist trying to get me out. So I had my bikini on because I was hoping for a water birth <laughs> and I got a new bikini from ASOS and I got in. I was nearly cut out of it about 24 hours later because I was still in it. Hoping, <laughs> like, no, you're not having a water birth. It's <laughs> like, so, oh no, well, I've got my water, my Love Island water bottle. I was like, I really want <laughs> Did water you actually? Birth. Yes. Ready for that Instagram moment. I was like, just keep taking pictures, keep taking pictures. And like the pictures stop like when we went in and I'd like having an ice like this. There's nothing till like 1am where he's out the next day. And like, it's so funny. Oh my God. Well, I, um, I kept saying to Tom around the midwife, like, please take pictures. I really want to get pictures. Like you see all these lovely photos of like the moment your baby's put on your chest and you feel love for the first time or so they say. Yeah. But so anyway, my, my midwife heard these conversations and obviously Tom being like, Oh, I don't really want to be taking pictures. And I was like, it's my child's birth. Um, anyway, so she halfway through pushing, bear in mind, I was worried about the heart rate. I, I was in a world of like pain and hell. I was in a world of pain and hell and she was like, oh, do you want me to take some pictures? And in my head, I was like, (laughs) I don't care about the pictures. But anyway, she did. And they weren't quite the ones I was expecting. So the the pictures I have from childbirth are literally like Al's head (laughs) coming out. I was like, oh, probably not. Wow. I mean, it's quite fascinating to see, but I probably won't be showing them off on his 18th birthday. (laughs) Well, unless he behaves. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I hold that over him forever. Like, do you want me to show these to your friends? <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. I'd seen friends who had had planned C-sections and they look lovely in there. Like they've got pictures after it. And I did, you know, they'd got their eyelashes done, the hair done before they'd gone in and everything like mine. <laughs> look so awful I've got this like shower cap thing on my head that's like <laughs> half coming off I've got this single strand of hair that's coming down the center of my forehead from the back of my head and I'm, I was like my boyfriend's like why didn't you move that why did you think that that would look nice like, not that anything looked nice at that point but I was like these are the first moments with the baby And I'm like, why didn't why did no one move that piece of hair? And that was my worry after it because you're just so out of it you're just like oh no but yeah do you know what I saw on telly after it it was about two weeks later when my hormones were just all over the place I'd seen who uh Tommy and from the only way is Essex Tommy and Georgia they they had a reality show and she had a planned c-section and I watched it on telly and it was so beautiful and so calm the way she went in had the baby that I just burst into tears I was sobbing my boyfriend came in and was like what's the matter I was like Tommy and George had a really lovely c-section and I didn't okay who who are Tommy and George (laughs) it's like the only way is Essex people and he's like right do you know them I was like no I was like okay not not a shower cap in sight no she looked lovely (laughs) the moment you managed to hold Reuben for the first time was it love at first sight it was. And I did, I did feel a real rush. And my boyfriend has admitted, he said that he didn't at first, he was sort of looking at him like, oh, okay, this is our baby. So I know it's our baby, but I, I, he was put in my arms. And I remember just doing like a quick scan, even though, so, cause obviously with the C-section, the, the partition is up when they put them on you, 
he's sort of right around my neck so I couldn't really see I was like oh god yeah he looks lovely but I couldn't really see because he was sort of like I was wearing him like a scarf basically like for about five minutes but yeah I, there was there was a real rush of love and but it's it's amazing how three and a half months now I mean he looks so different but I did think he was gorgeous. I did think he was utterly beautiful. And looking back now, I'm like, oh no, it's Mother Nature doing her thing. <laughs> like <laughs> now, but like you know, at the time, no. And I know a lot of people. You know, I've got friends who didn't. They were like, what is this damp squid that's been put on me? Like this is like this does not feel like my baby. But yeah, I did have that initial. I did have that initial rush with him. See, it's so interesting because I really didn't and I was expecting to, especially because I've always had my dog Snoop. Well, I've not always had my dog Snoop, but I've had him for like <laughs> seven years and people would always like annoyingly say to me, you yeah. don't know what love is until you have a baby. And I was like waiting for this moment. Obviously, he came out healthy and I, and I was so relieved and they put him on my chest and I was like, oh, like I was kind of a bit like, oh, and I said to Tom, do you love him? And he was like, yes, oh my God, he's amazing, like crying. And it was this like beautiful thing. And I was like, I didn't really like recognize it. I mean, how would I recognize him? I just <laughs> met him, but I was a bit like, God, I feel like we're just taking this tiny little stranger home. And I remember being like really excited to go home and see Snoop being like, no, I still love my dog. Like, so, And then being like, hello, like you live here now. I hope you like it. I think it took me a good while. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, after a week or two, I absolutely love Alf. And obviously I love him now, but I really felt guilty for not feeling that sudden love. Yeah, but it's a stranger. And also he looked nothing like I thought he was going to look like. I had so many pictures in my head. So it is a shock. It was a shock. I was like, oh. Did no. he look like your boyfriend? No, he ever, he looked like me. Well, um, yeah, he's got my eyes. So he immediately looks like me when his eyes are open. But when his eyes are closed, he really looks like my boyfriend. So it was a really weird mix. He really looks like you now. I know, I know. And that's really weird, apparently, for your first one, right? <laughs> well, I think Alf is starting to look a bit more like me. It's funny because I'm like, Alf's getting so much cuter and people are like, he's starting to look like you. And I was like, well, there is my narcissism. Yes. <laughs> and I actually don't know the answer to this, but I remember we were chatting when you were pregnant. I think maybe I'd given birth, but we were talking about breastfeeding and the fact that we've both got big boobs and yes. I remember you saying that you were terrified at the thought of having to get boobs out in public yeah. did you what what happened there what is your your feeding journey and story so I am still feeling like I don't feel as comfortable breastfeeding in public I still don't I've done it but I still don't feel I, I think it's amazing what you've done and I think it's incredible and the thing is I've got friends who breastfeed when we're out and it, like it doesn't no one bats an eyelid but for me I still feel uncomfortable because being bigger chested I feel like it's just such it's a bigger event you know you've got to hold a boob you've got to get hold the baby there's like there's a lot of wrangling going on and a friend of mine who hasn't got as big boobs was like I didn't get it before but she said I, I totally get it now like I see why it feels very different but I basically we I've died a combi feed so I was doing in the beginning, like first two months, I think I was doing about three breastfeeds a day and the rest bottle is sort of coming to a natural end now just because he now doesn't like taking the boob because it, it takes too long and he I get punched in the tits basically by my child <laughs> <laughs> because he it comes out faster with a bottle. So therefore, you know, why would you want it on the boob when it's coming out faster when you're used to that, you know, for him because he's a greedy little yeah. thing. He um, It doesn't come out quick enough for him. So I was, I was expressing a lot. And which was fine because I wanted him to still have the boob milk, but it was it was it was a hard it was hard to keep up with the expressing. And 
make sure that it was happening because the minute you stop, it's, I mean, even a day, if you don't do it for a day, you can see that there isn't as much milk. So it's been tough keeping it up to do both. And I'm glad that I did both. But I, I, you know, I really like breastfeeding as a thing. And I'm feeling a little bit, because it's coming to a bit of an end. I'm like, oh, that connection that that me and him is going to not quite be there anymore. But I thought I was going to hate it, to be honest. I thought I was absolutely going to hate it. I remember having conversations with you like, I just don't want to do it. I just don't want to do it. But I have tried to do it when I'm out. And I remember like a week after we'd come out of the hospital, we were we went for a little walk and we came across Margarita Mondays in a pub. And so we went in and I was <laughs> like, right, before I have this margarita, I'm just going to pop him on boob. And I was feeling really confident about it. And I was like, we were in the pub garden and he just I was like, he was screaming. I was trying to wrestle him. It was like all over the place and I was just a bit shaky. So I just put him down and just drank the margarita. I was like, you can have a bottle while we're out then. That's absolutely fine. <laughs> and I don't know. I, st- I think what you've done is incredible. I think it's utterly incredible. And I've got friends who breastfeed when I'm out and it doesn't make a blind bit of difference. Like it, it just doesn't, it doesn't, you don't even notice it's happening half the time, but I don't know. I still, I still find it hard. I still find it hard for me. Like my boobs are, you know, it's, an, as I said, it's a bit more of an event getting them out. It feels holding the baby, holding a boob. Do you know what? It's great that you've actually found something that's worked for you because... Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was going to, but it was, we were in hospital still and I was on the second day and I was like, can I, can I, can I have the bottle yet? Can we put one bottle as well? Is that going to happen? <laughs> I speak quite a lot with Lucy Mech, who, um, I mean, I think she might still breastfeed and Roman's 18 months. Yeah. And she was saying to me that while she's got a few kind of trolls online with breastfeeding, she hasn't really, whereas I have quite a lot and you know I'm told I'm told that I'm an attention seeker and there's lots of commentary luckily I haven't had it a lot in the real world although I did have a couple of negative experiences like people trying to get me to go to the disabled loo to feed him and stuff oh my goodness all in all it's it's more the response online and you know what I realized that this isn't unique to me breastfeeding this is a response to big boobs because yes I feel like probably like you we have had it Ever since we had boobs, it's been there's been commentary on what we should wear, not distracting boys, not distracting teachers, not looking slutty, looking yeah. frumpy. There's been yeah. so much policing of or judgment on on our bodies. And I think that is why I was terrified at the thought of breastfeeding when I was pregnant. And I didn't know whether I would want to or be able to do it because I was like, oh, my goodness, I've I got to my 30s and finally was like, I don't care what people think. I'm going to dress to make myself feel good and my morals aren't defined by my boobs. And then suddenly I'm like, wait, I have to wear outfits that allow me to get my boob out really easily. But yes, not too easily that people think that I'm asking for it. <laughs> OK. <laughs> And it was interesting to me to hear Lucy Mech even say to me, like, she hasn't had it as much as me. And I think that's what's kind of almost like spurred me on for doing it. And look, I'm glad that you found a solution for you where, you know, you can combi feed and it is the perfect solution because why should you have to feel uncomfortable when you're out and about? Even if that discomfort is in your head, it's a valid discomfort. And people just don't like boobs. No, but they do like boobs. And that's the problem too. It's sort of... For years, I've sort of had to, not had to, felt like have had to hide them away. So you're right. The thought of them them being functional and being out and being for everyone to see in a public place scared the life out of me. I I try. I did try it. I did have a go, 
And I, I just didn't feel that comfortable doing it. And I, you know, it's a shame. And I, I wish, I wish I'd been more confident. But like you said as well, I've got a friend who's got smaller boobs and she said, she hadn't realized that which, when I was saying in the lead up to it, that I was a bit nervous about it and everything like that. But she said, having seen it, she's like, I can see that it is more of an event. You know, it's, there's a lot more going on. Like she'll just sort of lift the top, pop him on underneath, off you go. And like, there is a bit more to it, but you know, it shouldn't, it shouldn't have to be that you feel that way. And, you know, I spent a fortune on bras as well. That's the thing, you know, getting bigger boob bras that were functional and still made me feel okay. They're not cheap. You know, I spent about, I don't know, 90 quid, I think, on a couple of bras because that's how much they cost to get them. And it's just, it just nothing's really geared up for having bigger boobs and breastfeeding, even though, you know, it is the most natural thing. But I think what you've done has been incredible because you've, you're really flying the flag for bigger boobs. And I wish, I wish I'd been brave enough to do it. I wish I was brave enough to do it. Again, it's another thing that I thought I was much braver about this stuff. 
you know, a a nine to five job to go back to that. It doesn't really bother me so much if I'm up in the night feeding. Like there's so many individual circumstances, not to mention, like you said, it's a lot of it's up to the baby. And I, I just don't I can't imagine caring enough what anyone else is doing to kind of start a war about feeding no I mean the thing is I'm I'm sort of so magic has been amazing about me working from home so I do my shows from home for the time being sometimes I go in if there's something that you know I need to go in for interviews and stuff like that but like mostly I am doing it from home in my own little home studio and you know in between songs I'm pumping and it's just so funny you're sat there and you're like (laughs) you sort of stop it the noise is happening in between you know whatever you're playing and it's just like God, this, the reality of this is so funny. You know, the first weekend I went back, I was sort of, I was more emotional than I thought I was going to be going back to it. And I definitely couldn't remember how to say things, how to do things. And it had only been eight weeks. And I was like, oh gosh, I don't, I, you know, there's a lot going on in my head, a hell of a lot. And I'm pumping in between songs. So it was just, it was a real weird moment looking at myself like, right, this is a new normal. I have to say that that is a reality of motherhood that I really didn't appreciate, like how scary it is to go back to work, especially when you're like, I don't know, pumping or dealing with incontinence still or whatever it might be. I just had no idea. Also, I was just really emotional, too. And things would hit me. I had, I went in, I did some bits live. I, I did a show like in the studio and I was doing a read for a charity And it was about kids at Christmas and how every kid needs, you know, should have a Christmas or a present to wake up to. I was sobbing. (laughs) I could barely get through it because it hits differently. Of course it does when you've got a kid and, you know, and I think I just, I wasn't quite ready for how emotional I would feel going back and all the, the pulling I felt for it. There's bits that along the way that I could have done and I've had to say no to because he had hospital appointments or he had, you know, I didn't realize there were so many doctor's appointments and stuff in the beginning, you know, which is great because they're checking up and they're checking everything's all right. But there's always something in a diary with him. There's always something to go and see, something to do, you know, checkups and things like that. And, you know, there was a day where I was meant to interview a couple of TV stars for, for being on Magic and Thingy and I couldn't do it because he had an appointment. And there was a part of me that was like, well, I'll just move his appointment. And then I was like, no, I can't, I can't do that. Like, I actually can't do that. He needs this appointment. So I'm going to have to say no to that. But it's hard because you're like, you know, the old me is still there trying to fight and be the old me. But I've got a different, I've got responsibilities now. I can't do that. That's, I find that so hard having to, well, I I mean, having to say no, I've had to say no to a lot of DJ gigs because I I literally cannot travel around the country at the moment while he needs me. There's stuff you physically can't do. It's so hard, isn't it? Especially when like you're still that same ambitious person. And also probably in a year's time, you will be able to be that same ambitious person. Of course. It's having to miss out on things or just know that the time's not right. Like, you know, before ALF, I was doing lots of these debating shows, Good Morning Britain, Jeremy Vine. Now another one that I keep being invited on is GB News, which I think is the perfect platform for me to go on and debate on because obviously yeah. I'm a much more liberal, liberal mind. And I, I love I love that. But I also worry sometimes that if I were to do it, I might cry. <laughs> yes, I, feel- I know. And you're like, there's every bit of you that's like, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. But actually your emotions are there and they're raw. Yeah. And I feel like if someone disagrees with me, I'll be, I just be like, <laughs> I haven't slept and I'm trying, <laughs> crying into Nigel. I'm leaking. <laughs> <laughs> Nigel, I'm leaking and I'm upset. Yeah, I know. It's tough. It's really tough. We left him for the first time last Saturday with a babysitter 
and wow. yeah uh, yeah really brave I was like I'm so brave but he was absolutely we got a picture it was like I'd gone out the door and I had to pop back in for something and as I came in I could hear him laughing and I was like you little traitor you little traitor <laughs> I've been gone two minutes and then I was on edge all night I was really on edge because we'd, we'd not really left him with anyone that wasn't family and it was through an app it was an app called Bubble and a friend of mine who is a childminder, she works on that app as well. So I was like, okay, well, this is a good advert for it, that she's on it. She works on it too. And it was fine. It was absolutely fine. It was time. He went to sleep. He didn't miss me. I felt oh, a pang I'm of like, so upset. pleased for you. <laughs> I think that is such a big step because we haven't, we've left out for like a few hours, you know, like obviously me recording this. He's um, yes. with his nanny who comes like five hours at a time, two days a week. That's when I get all my work done. Tommy's parents will come and take him for a bit but because Alf doesn't have a bedtime and he literally refuses to sleep without a boob in his mouth I <laughs> I still feel a li- like a bit of a prisoner and I do kind of like envy the freedom that not being on a boob or not be- using a boob as a dummy let's say provides yeah. and I yeah of course cannot wait to leave the little fucker <laughs> like, I love him to death but I I can't wait but then I also keep reminding myself like the fact that he's almost a year old wow, like it's true that, it, I mean, it's such a cliche to say, but it has gone so quickly. So then yes. I tried to keep grounding myself to think like it will come. And actually it's like lockdown. I look back at lockdown and I don't miss the fact that I wasn't at restaurants or DJing, no, you had a really lovely time with him. No, you've had a really lovely time and it's quality time as well. And yeah, I was really nervous doing it. I was really scared. Like the night before I didn't sleep, everything was going through my mind. Like all the things that could go wrong, of course, I was, oh, I was just so nervous. I was so nervous, but he was absolutely fine. And, and now and, you've done it. Would you do it again? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. I absolutely would. But now I'm obviously now in love with the girl that did that. And if she can't do it, no one else can. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was brave and I've done it. And I think actually just being bold with it, I think it, it, it has, but it's not for everyone, you know, it's, it's just not for everyone, but he's been great. Was that your first date night? Yeah, it was his birthday. It was my uh, other half's birthday. So we went out. Yeah, it was the first time we'd been away. Both of us had been away. There's always one of us or, or my sister or my mum who have been there. I don't know if it's an extension of its family. It just feels different, doesn't it? But yeah, that was the first time we'd left him. We both wow. got in the car like, oh my God. We were both looking at each other like, this is weird. And then immediately looked at pictures of him, obviously, because with that cliche. It is hard not to. Sometimes it we is. have to be like, in the time that we get without him, we're like, we need to not talk about him or look at him, pictures of him, because we both know what he looks like very well. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And also, do you know what? I know I know. three and a half months is early to leave him with someone, but I just didn't even ask any friends about it because I just thought, I'm doing this. I'm comfortable with it. I'm just going to go for it. She was comfortable. She's looked after babies before. You know, they, they she looked after newborns. I just thought if I try and if I speak to anyone about it, I know that I'm going to get so much input from other people. It's like you were saying with breastfeeding and stuff like that. I, I'd said to, I was speaking to someone and they'd said, and you know, how are you boob? Or, but I mean, it's so funny how many people ask you, you boob and then look straight at, you, at your tits and you're like, yes, that's how it works. <laughs> she had said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm doing both. And she went, and you mustn't feel guilty about that. And I was like, well, no, I don't. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, no, I don't. <laughs> I didn't really know like the conversation sort of closed after that because I was like I don't thank you very much no I think you're too right and also I don't think it's too early at all to leave like do you know what before I before I had Alf I 100% thought I would be that person that would be leaving him and 
we took him to a crash on holiday because we were like, wow, the hotel has a crash. Let's maximize that. And we got mm-hmm. back, we did a hike and got back. And I mean, when we say there was hysterics and I hate the thought of Alf crying, like it, oh, bless him. it's just never something that I, I mean, who would willingly do it really? But like <laughs> that she was like, oh, I'm really sorry. I think he was looking for a boob. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, why didn't you give him one? Yeah. <laughs> could you have, could you not found one? <laughs> It is mad, isn't it? Like you just, every, every child is different and good for you. Like I'm happy that you got time with David to spend, celebrate his 40th. Was it his 40th? Yeah, it was. It was his 40th this weekend. Yeah. Bless him. Oh, <laughs> do you feel like your relationship has changed a lot since having Ruben? Yeah, I do. In a, in a very positive way. So we've been together three years. So, you know, that's fairly, that's not that long in terms of a year of that. I've been pregnant and we've had the baby. Yeah. And so, you know, he's seen an awful lot is what I'll say um, from childbirth. But the first couple of weeks, it was weird. I felt, do you know what I found actually? When the maternity pillow went was when I felt like we were back being a couple because it was like there was a physical barrier in the bed of yeah. pillows and everything. And we didn't, you know, we didn't cuddle or like when we did, but like even I had, a, my, my bump was so big out front, like you just couldn't really, I don't know. It was a weird, we were obviously still very close, but like it's, been better since like that's happened since the maternity pillows are out the bed and since we've been able to sleep a bit better and like the first couple of weeks you are just sort of like these two people that are sharing a space that are just trying to keep another human alive and you just don't there's no I feel like you're 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 describing Tom and I now <laughs> 11 months I know, in. But, well no you know it's it's always going to be different because of everything that's happened you know it's always going to be different but I remember there was a point because after the c-section you have to inject and you have to wear socks for eight weeks, I think it was, like flight socks and oh things like goodness. that. So it was blood thinning injections. And he did that for me every day. And I just remember there was a moment, it was just like, it was a real caring moment, you know, that he, every day he did that. And because I can't really, I can't, I, I didn't want to inject myself. I just couldn't do it. And every day he did that and, you know, for eight weeks. And it was just sort of, I don't know, it's someone really taking care of you, but it was, it was strange. It was strange. I feel like we're only really just coming out of it now and becoming a couple again, because it's, it takes so much out of you that you don't really have anything left for each other. It's mad, isn't it? It's so yeah. crazy. Cause I also, I feel like sometimes like with Tom and I, we still sometimes forget that, you know, like there's so many logistics and like, right. Oh, what time are you finishing this? Cause then will yes. you look after him here then there? And then it's like, even though we're together a lot, like sometimes we like, I forgot to even like ask how each other are or whatever it is. Yeah. And the first couple of weeks there was, I did find it was an, ex- we were both going, can you take the baby? Can you take the baby? It was the whole day of each of us trying to pass him to each other. Can you take the baby? Can you take the baby? I found it really hard not to like feel resentment towards Tom because I found that he would get so much praise for doing like the bare yeah. minimum. Yeah. Which obviously he does more than the bare minimum, but as in like he would change a nappy and everyone would be like, oh my God, so nice to see a hands-on dad. Whereas I'd I be like changing the nappy. And he's so good with him. He's so good with him. And you're like, I'm good with him. Look how yeah. good I am. I'm, I'm a great with him. I'm a hands-on mum. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's weird. It is. And it's hard not to point score in the beginning too. You know, sleeping is different for each other. Yeah, you know, I naturally wake up all night because I'm just, I sleep next to the baby, but also my body is just in tune with him and I just naturally wake up a lot more. And in the beginning, I remember, you know, it was a night in particular, Rubes was screaming to the left of me. David was sleeping soundly to the right. And I was like, I'm mad at you because you're awake. I'm mad at you because you're asleep. And I'm just like in the middle, like, oh my God, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> just like, but it just all gets better is the thing. It just all gets better. I found the, I found the first couple of, like the first three weeks you're in a bubble and everything's lovely actually. And then the middle bit, 
I found really hard. I just, the relentless walking, the relentless everything. I just found it so hard. I was just like, this is my life now. And I, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm really grieving my old life. And then now everything's becoming a bit more enjoyable with him there. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's still fun. That's still fun. Okay. I love that. I love as well that like, everyone has such unique journeys and timelines, which is why I love getting to like, obviously I love getting to chat to you because you're my friend, mm-hmm. but I love getting to chat to people on the podcast because I feel like everyone's journey and timelines of bits that they hated and bits that they loved is so so unique to them because I feel like I'm I found it a lot easier for the first four months and then I was like oh my goodness I miss my own life and sleep and all of that and other people figure bits out sooner and I feel like it's really nice like comfort to not to know that other people are like going through bad times but that it's, no, I feel like of course it's it's nice to know that it's not all smooth sailing when you're not finding it smooth sailing I think but it's war stories like that you're exchanging too. Like even talking about birth, if someone's had a similar, you're like, yeah, and then that happened, that happened, that happened. And you're like, oh my God, we have, oh God, yeah, we both went through it. We both went through it. It's just, it's such a weird experience, such a weird, weird experience. But yeah, I the, the first bit, I didn't enjoy it. I'm starting to enjoy it now. And I think, yeah, everyone's completely different, aren't they? I did actually want to pick up on something that you said earlier, because you, yeah. I remember having a conversation with you when you were still pregnant about like maternity leave and the fact that, you know, you kind of felt pressure, not from your yes. place of work, it should be said, but you felt pressure to, to kind of go back early because you saw like a few different celebs that work in a similar industry and they went back straight away or earlier. And what made you decide to go back after eight weeks and how... How was it? I know that you said well, it was like emotional, but... It was because they made it so easy, to be honest. And I'm not just saying that. It's like they they put everything in place that they were like, you can work from home. We'll speak to you just before to see if you actually feel all right to do it that weekend. We can always get extended cover. Don't worry about it, basically. If you're ready to come back, come back. If you're not, don't. And I only chose... I chose two months off. Do you know what was another factor? That the maternity government pay was not very much. And it was easier for me to just do my shifts on the air. It's easier for me to work than sorting out the government pay. It was just, in the end, I just felt like if I was out of it too long, I felt like it would be more of a struggle to go back for it. And I really, I really missed work. I think because I've worked so much and so long that I was enjoying having the time, but I also, after eight weeks, was really ready to go back and do something that felt really normal and yeah it's a break (laughs) do you know what I do think there is a lot to be said for that because I do feel like people that seem to struggle myself included with like missing their whole life is because they're almost having a break from it yeah 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 I didn't want it to go too long I really felt you know in hindsight I probably could have gone a little bit longer but because it was so easy to do it I just got on with it but as I said you know there were tears the first weekend and some, I remember, and a listener text as well had said something. I can't remember what I said. They're like, you've had a baby, big deal, shut up. And I was like, <laughs> that was on magic. I was like, oh, everyone's supposed to be nice on magic. Uh, that's the thing that I find such a weird comment. Like I get that a lot as well, usually by men on Twitter, but it's like, oh, you think you're the only one that's had a baby. You keep going yeah. on about it. And I'm like, no, I really don't. But I literally have no other chat. <laughs> yeah, it's no, no, no. That's all I've got to talk about. But also, do you know what? And, and and this is in total honesty. I'd done one, one bit. I just said I'd done one bit. Basically, a long story. My boyfriend <laughs> had befriended a squirrel in the garden, and he was giving him nuts. And I was like, "You've got, we've got a baby here. There's a lot going on. You know, why, why are you like making mates with squirrels in the garden? There's a lot going on." <laughs> that's all I'd said, and I just got this barrage of abuse, like you know, 
being ungrateful. And I was just like, oh God, okay. Wow. I still talk about my baby on air, but you know, yeah, I chose eight weeks. It, it worked fine. I probably could have done with longer, but they were great. They were checking in. And I think, do you know what? In all honesty, they made it really easy for me to go back. Oh, so I love supportive. hearing about supportive employers. Yeah. Do you know what? I was not shocked because they're a great company, but it's, it's in this industry too. It's not, it doesn't happen that often. It doesn't happen that often. And I have to say it, it's, they've made it really easy. And it's been, it was a pleasure to have that eight weeks with him. But I was very excited to go back to work. I'm going to, I'm going to tell Tommy that his favorite radio station were really great to you. And I'm sure he'll love them even more. Tommy gets the most shout outs on magic that I know. Do you know what's so funny? So we were driving back from Cornwall on Sunday and he, Pandora was on, on heart. Yeah. Here is another one of our friends. And so he was like, can you text Pandora and ask her for a shout out? Tommy's so weird. Like he's like, so cool, calm, collected, isn't phased by what I do. Isn't phased like, you know, doesn't get starstruck. Like he's just normal, but getting a shout out on the radio, he's still like a child. Like that is like the ultimate thing. So he was like, can you message Pandora and ask her for a shout out? And I, in my head, I'm like, really? Okay. Yeah. Anyway, we waited a couple of links and it hadn't come. Bear in mind, she hadn't even read the message because obviously she's got a job to do. Yeah. She might be quite busy. He went, Shuba gives me shout outs. Oh <laughs> no. Shuba's got no other chat though. She's only got babies to talk about. So do you know what? That's <laughs> doing me a favor. Before I had a baby, I was like, I will not be one of those people that only talks about their baby. And then I remember like speaking to a friend who still doesn't have a baby. I say still, she might never have a baby. That's fine. Like she doesn't have a baby. And she was like, so how's Alf? And I was like, yeah, yeah, good. And filled her in. And then she went, so what else is new? And in my head, I was like, what? But that that is the new. I don't don't have any. I've got nothing. (laughs) I've got nothing else. But in my head, I was like, think of a topic. Think of a topic. And I was like, (laughs) no, that is that is it. Like, sorry, COVID, sorry that, COVID that, that, that's it. I have nothing left. And do you know what? I have found that too, actually. Things to chat about within the job. It, yeah, it is different. It is completely different. It is. It's mad. And you feel that pull. But you know what? I'm making it work. It's happening. It hasn't been easy. Like, I would be a liar if I said it was. It's not been easy at all. But yeah, I felt like if I didn't go back when I wanted to and I took longer, I think I, I felt like I was going to forget everything. What's been your favorite part about motherhood so far? Seeing him grow and um, well, the bits that are so worth it is when like, you know, he, he had a cold the other day and immediately, you know, he wants his mum and he wants a cuddle and like his little arms around your neck that, you know, that is like the most magical thing. And you're like, oh God, he needs me. He needs me. <laughs> the needy person that I am. But he, seeing him grow and each day, Sometimes you don't even notice it. It's subtle, but like he started sort of like holding his bottle and things like that. And you're just watching someone become a human and, you know, become this person in front of you. And it's just, it's baffling. Like I still look at him and think, how, how were you in my tummy? That is still Mm. incredible. I still can't believe that I grew him. It's just mad (laughs) to see him functioning and see him like picking things up as well or like, I don't know. It's tiny little things. If you see him do something, you're like, oh, I smile like that. It's like, oh my gosh, it's me. <laughs> me, 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 me. Do you know what? Him, him watching him grow, it's so cliche. And I just didn't think that would be the thing, but just watching him grow and watching him with other people. He's, he's a very happy little boy and he will let you know when there's something wrong. You know, it's usually bottle, whatever, bum, whatever it is. But He's a very happy little boy and seeing him happy and just going to people and being very sweet is a real proud moment. 
I think that's that's the best moment yeah that's so lovely to be fair I agree I I feel like it's definitely made me appreciate all the things that we take for granted getting him to see like experience things the first time last night yeah. he, I always say he loves his animals so I always point at different animals and say what do they say he <laughs> could do, he could do the fish now so he goes <laughs> but anyway I said and what does the monkey say and he went ooh, ooh, ah, ah. and I was like oh my god he's got it oh that's adorable that's so sweet I can't wait those things that I keep I don't want to wish him away I don't want to wish moments away but learn when they start things interacting has been the real thing but I think that's why I'm enjoying him now because he's interacting with me more and, you know, you feel like you've got a real little person there. Aww. And yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a joy. Also, do you know what the other thing that I've really found as well? I care a lot less about everything. I don't have time for any, anything else. Anything that might have worried me in the past, work stuff, life stuff, anything, to be honest. Anything, I just don't have time for it. And I think that has been really lovely too. It's quite freeing to not, to not worry about stuff as much as I possibly would have before. I know that you're, I know that time is so precious as a mum, but every week I read out a message from one of my lovely listeners. Rebecca got in touch via email at askmumsthewordpod at gmail.com. So I thought you could help me answer yes. this one. So okay, says, I'll give it my best shot. Hi, Ashley. I just listened to your latest episode of the podcast. I don't know why, but I really felt the need to write. I had my daughter a week before you had Al, so I find following you and your journey super interesting. And while we do things differently... I didn't want to breastfeed, fear, sleeps in her own bed, etc. You really make me feel quite normal when motherhood isn't so fun. And I love seeing a different perspective on the way things can be done. I left my daughter quite early overnight when she was about five months old because my boyfriend had pre-booked a spa day for my birthday. And I'll be totally honest, I didn't feel guilty about leaving her. Instead, I felt guilt about why I didn't feel guilt. Does that make sense? So yeah. I don't think it matters what we're doing. I think there will always be some self-doubt in whatever it is. I also went back to work after six months off. I'm a general manager of a golf club. I didn't feel ready, but I did have to go back because I wouldn't have been able to survive off statutory. Oh, my God. It's like I'm... Oh, my God. It's like you're reading my story. what you're saying. <laughs> I didn't think I'd survive off statutory maternity pay again. I feel guilt about why I didn't feel guilty for leaving her. I think it boils down to people doing exactly what you hate, giving unsolicited advice or asking stupid questions. I constantly get, oh, well, where is she? That must be tough. My daughter also slept through from very early on, which prompts, why are you tired then? As if the constant day-to-day tests of being a new mum aren't worthy of making you tired. Anyway, like I said, I just want to say you're doing an amazing job. Motherhood can be a lonely place to hang in there. And when times get tough, keep being honest as it really helps people like me. Thanks again, Rebecca. Oh my God, that is one of the nicest messages. Definitely not a question. So Kat, I don't need your input on that one. No, and I feel like that. I feel like that is the same person. We've, I feel like I had a very similar story to hers. Yeah, so it's so funny because I genuinely didn't obviously know what you were going to say and I hadn't read that before. No. But Rebecca, that is a lovely message. And do you know what? I'm yeah. so glad that you don't feel guilty. Like Kat was saying, like, why should we feel guilty? But I also get the feeling of being guilty that you don't feel guilty. Because Yeah, I do. Yeah. When when I <laughs> when I leave Alf, um, which isn't very often, but you know, when his nanny's here, if I go out and people will always say to me, like, oh, do you feel guilty? Or you shouldn't feel guilty. But nobody says that to Tom. So it's almost no. like a given that he shouldn't feel guilty. And I yeah. was like, no, absolutely not. I've been looking forward to this all the time. Like, I don't, yeah. don't want to feel guilty. But also it makes coming back to them so much sweeter. Oh, I can't wait to get through the door. I, on the way home, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see my baby. I can't wait to see my baby. Yeah, it does. It's made it, it's made it really lovely. Like leaving him, it's, it's a good thing. It's a good thing getting five minutes away. Well, a bit longer, but yeah. <laughs> I feel like the moral of the story is don't feel guilty. Because also we don't expect the dads to feel guilty. 
No. And also, if you don't want to leave your baby, don't feel guilty about that either. Like I, I was really up and down. I nearly cancelled the babysitter two minutes before she arrived. I was still like on the edge about it. I still didn't want to do it. And then it happened. And I was like, OK, it's fine. I've heard really good things about that bubble app and I won't lie. I have tried to use it, but I think it's still not, still not that good in my area. So there were no babysitters ah. available, but I'm actually yeah, yeah, yeah. going to try it again. It's a good reminder. Yeah. It's really weird. It's like being back on the dating apps. You're like, not that one. Yeah. that one. <laughs> Very different reasons though. Instead of being like, <laughs> is he fit? It's like, will this person be a good person for yeah. my child? Instead of trying to get a baby, you're trying to give one away to someone to look after. No, not really. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait to meet him. It's been so nice to speak to you. I'm going to let you go. And um, guys, thank you so much for listening to Ashley James, First Time Mum, the parenting podcast. Make sure you hit the subscribe or follow button so that you never miss an episode. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a review there. I sometimes read those out as well. And obviously a five-star rating helps others to find us. I hope that you're still enjoying the podcast. I loved uh, recording this episode of The Cat. I actually don't think I've laughed so much on an episode. Oh, good. Well, I think that's good. You know, it is good. <laughs> it's great. I loved it. And we, t- and we covered some quite serious topics as well. I know. It's been lovely catching up with you. I can't wait to do it in so person. so nice, me too and I can't wait to meet Ruben yeah I'll bring him over soon thank you and yeah we'll be back with another episode same time same place next week planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen premium luggage options buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands plus Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.